Hi everyone and welcome to the 74th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. And Spencer. I don't really like peas but I have to eat them sometimes. <laughs> okay Spencer. In case you guys have no idea what we're talking about, uh, that's a pre-show reference. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for that Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like peas. I don't like them alone. I, they're, they're rel- it's a relatable vegetable comedy. Kids get it. The kids these days they don't like their they don't like their broccoli. Just... You know what? Final Fantasy games have never mentioned people eating vegetables. You that's know what? true. Yeah, that's it's not a... Except for chocobos, they do like their gashol greens. They do, they do, but they're not people. No, they're not people. Um, they're <laughs> they bad, are my dreams. Cl- clearly, all the characters are bad role models for that reason. Well, Chocolina is a chocobo person. She's... Are, are you guessing no, we don't know what Final she is. is? Are you guessing Final Fantasy is advocating kids eat grass? Possibly. Right. There are marijuana, medical marijuana vending machines now. Oh, yeah. America, politics, we're relatable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Final Fantasy called it. Yep. Yeah. Boom shakalaka. Right, so we've got the typical three-segment show today. So we've got news and discussion, albeit very limited, because Square Enix has been kind of keeping a lid on things recently. <gasps> and we've got the burning question segment. And then we're going to move on to the question segment, which is quite interesting. Um, there's, there's an interesting quote that someone who used to be quite senior in Square Enix made, um, and it's opened up a bit of a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as always, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network and TweaksMusic.com. It comes out on the iTunes Store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and GamingUnion.net. Yeah. Now, before we get into the news and discussion, um, I'm actually going to say, first of all, Laura and I would like to apologise if we are slightly tired sounding. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we just arrived in America and we've been here for less than 24 hours and we're just straight recording a podcast. Yeah. That is how dedicated we are. <laughs> we I did see, wake up. I would, oh, I, would have ge- I would have guessed it was from all that Wii U playing you guys have been doing. Just Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just active all the time. That's how the Wii what, U is. What a fantastic launch that console has had so far. So, also, if Spencer, if you start sounding tired, you've got no excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, 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 ju- I worked a solid two and a half hours of Red Lobster on a Sunday. <gasps> so those ch- those church two people rocked me Two and a half hard. hours. Oh, you poor thing. You oh, you should know, just take you know, a whole like week's vacation. No, a whole month vacation. I, I will. I will. I'll do it. But, you know, I will say, as like following up from last episode where we joked about me trying to reenact Final Fantasy, you know, I tried that on the table once. I had to see some tables for the first time le- uh, last night. Didn't go over that well. They knew what Final Fantasy was. They just they uh, apparently had only played seven and thought that's what every Final Fantasy game was. It's was uh, like I don't like Final Fantasy because uh, they made thirteen games based off some guy named Cloud. Um, not a fan. <laughs> like you're slightly misinformed. Yeah. No, no, no. See, see, Failed. I totally owned it. I owned it with that, and I was like, uh, excuse me. Uh, they made fourteen slash two twos. They made two sequels to two games. So there's a little more Cloud than you thought. And your <laughs> wow. So, so wait, you said that you did that on your first ever instance where you had to seat someone? No, I'd seated, but it'd just been like three months. I got screwed over, and instead of just throwing dishes in the back like a madman, they had made me, after th- throwing dishes for a while, I was just dirty and having to seat people all night, and I kind of just gave up my care for one. I can just imagine that, though. It's like, oh, oh, by the way, Spencer, you have to do um, hosting duties. What? Final Fantasy reference, Final Fantasy reference, Final Fantasy reference, Final Fantasy reference. Uh, and they'll never ask you to do it again. Yeah. And then and then, and then uh, they ask me for those gosh dang biscuits. It's it's that kid. Yeah, he just spurts off references to Final Fantasy every now and then, and we just you know we we set him in a corner. Oh. Aww. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Lauren actually did something pretty cool. Um, uh, was it last week? It was no, last couple year. Weeks a couple ago. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Square Enix invited us to go to the 25th anniversary Distant Worlds concert. And while Square Enix are doing a few other concerts around the world, um, I think it's only the one in London and the one in Chicago and Japan. Yeah. That they're, they're special concerts basically, and they're completely they've completely changed um, how they're playing through the music. So they're going through. All the games, they're playing one song from Final Fantasy 1, uh, and then they're going through 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, etc. All the way up to 14. Um, which no sequels. Yeah, which way. they've never done before. They've never done them in um, release order. Yeah. And um, they did some new arrangements as well. Um, so they did um, Phantom Train. Yeah. From Phantom Forest. 
They well, I think they've always, they've done the opera before, but um, well, they, this time they did the opera with actual opera singers. Which yeah, oh, wow, really? that was really cool. That was really really cool. Um, I liked the Chocobo song. Yeah, they did a, uh, a Chocobo song, and that you know the cut the first cutscene I think where you see Sars and the Chocobo like pops out of his hair. He goes wee. They they added some sound effects to that. Oh, and it's amazing if you can find a clip of it. Imagine a pip squeak, um, little chocobo baby coming out with a voice that sounds like a a, a grown man. Good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. You know, it's, I, it's I a think, shame you guys said there were no sequels because I would I got my hopes up when you said they played a chocobo song. I was hoping they do the chocobo song from Thirteen Two, the the butt it, rock song. It was a um it was like it's a, a, medley for a, a medley, yeah. So they they included a lot of different ones. My favorite is the one from Final Fantasy 10 though. I love that one. The um oh how do, do, What is do, it? What is it called do, again? Do, 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 do. Is it um do, 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 do. Is it Jazz or what is it? I forget uh, what it's called. I can't remember either. I would have been able to tell you many years ago but <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. So it was it was really really it was really really well done and Nobu Imasu was there and he looked and so totally was, so was Hamwazu and so was Sakaguchi. Yeah. And, and it was amazing because um, they tried to get this spotlight to work. So, like, Arnie Roth is on stage, and he's like, oh, yeah, we've got Uematsu and Hamwazu in here, and, like, um, it's, the spotlight went on their seats eventually. And then he was like, oh, we've got another special guest as well. And I knew that Sakaguchi was going to be there because he announced it beforehand, and he was sitting next to both of those guys. And uh, he was like, yeah, we've got Sakaguchi in the audience, and the spotlight w- just didn't appear. Yeah. So Sakaguchi just stood up, and no one knew where the hell he was. <laughs> yeah, we were all just, like, kind of looking around. <laughs> it was a Final Fantasy game of Where's Waldo. Yes, pretty it much. Was. Um, so yeah, that was that was really fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we we Laura and I couldn't go last year, and it was really nice of Grannix to invite us to go this year. I uh, was really jealous. There was a lot of cosplayers yeah. there. I really wanted to cosplay and embarrass Daryl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so wait, was, this, us- was this like a open event? Like anyone could go? Yeah, but the tickets were really quite expensive. Yeah, they were. Okay. Actually, somebody from the site Conrad, he had pictures um, on his Facebook, and he actually was like sitting in the front row, like basically in the orchestra pit. <laughs> and oh my god, that was that looked amazing! Like I really, oh man. But so, I think so. My two favorite highlights of the show are not necessarily the tracks that have played. I, I'm trying to go outside of that because obviously they were all amazing. Yeah. So they tried to do something different for One Wing Danger apparently, and they tried to get us all to sing along. Yeah. They put lyrics up on the screen in Latin, and what? they did like a yeah, yeah, and they did like a, a rehearsal of the Sephiroth bit, and then when it actually came to the track, no one said anything. Yeah. When they actually were like singing through the song, we were just kind of like, um. Oh, you two didn't even sing. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but it's like it was that awkward thing where, like, when Arnie Roth was kind of going before beforehand, he was kind of geeing everyone up, and everyone was going for it. But then when the actual track came on, everyone's like, "Are, are they going to do it? Should I do it?" Uh, um, yeah, oh, and because no one man. else was doing it, it was kind of that. No one wanted to do it. No one wanted to be that guy. Oh man, yeah. I still would have been that guy. <laughs> Several. Oh, exactly. <laughs> But then the other funny moment was at the end. Uh, you know, they always do like an encore or whatever. They all walk off and then oh they all walk gosh. back on again. Uh, Arnie Roth goes, right, we've got a track that we need to play that's like really integral to the Final Fantasy franchise. And, you know, it's something that we really need to do. And this girl in front of us just started screaming. She's like, yeah, I'm going to do Eris' theme. Yeah, yeah. Because Eris' theme is actually integral to the entire of Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's uh, not a duh. Final Fantasy unless Eris' theme is somewhere in there. Oh, that must, so have, that just... must have been that lady from Red Lobster who thought every Final Fantasy game was Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That makes so much sense now. So she went completely ballistic. And, and literally the entire auditorium started laughing. Yeah. And then Although st- there were quite a few people who thought it was going to be Eris' theme. Yeah. They were like, Eris' theme, yeah! And then they played the Final Fantasy theme, and it was kind of like, yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I I was happy. Yeah, it was a nice, it was a fitting ending. Yeah, it was very fitting. I think the one thing out of it, I just couldn't um, fathom the fact that it lasted so long. Because yeah, Because it didn't seem like they played many tracks. Obviously, they played 14 to go through the, well... 11 to go through the games because one and three, one, two, three always get merged together. Yeah. They basically um, are the same game. Yeah. Although I think they did separate them out because they did battle themes and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, but it just lasted, it was like three hours, three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would, I would say, I mean, there were quite a few tracks that I really wanted to hear. Like, um, they haven't really done, they haven't really done an orchestrated version of, 
um, dancing mad from Final Fantasy VI, have they? Well, I guess because they do the opera one is. Kind I of know, difficult. but oh man, I would love to hear a Distant Worlds version of Dancing Mad. I would. Plus, I think that would be the best. Plus, Uematsu already does that because when they the Black Mages go on tour. That's true. I, oh yeah, I was going to ask. So Damn was you. it just Nobu Uematsu, or like was it his band? No, it was it was Arnie Roth. So Uematsu basically just sits in the crowd. Yeah, oh. he sits in the crowd, watches, comes on stage, waves and bows, and looks adorable. Yeah. Does he, anyway, does he still so, get that rock and mustache? Oh yes. Yeah, he's got. A, he's got. A, he was wearing a do rag. He was wearing a do rag. Oh yeah, I, I heard about that. You know what the weird thing it's is? It's beast. Talk about uh, awesome uh, Nabu mustaches. My dad totally has one now. <laughs> it's like the exact same like hair color. Since I guess they're sort of around the same age. <laughs> he's actually Nobu Uematsu. You just never knew. If only my mom was smart enough to have sex with him instead of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a superhero. I I think I I was I was saying this to Lauren afterwards. I mean, when you're Nobu Uematsu in like 1987, and you've got like you're asked to do this composition for this game, and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's still these. Basically, I mean, obviously, the it was eight bit sounds. They there were still melodies in there, but it was you know was, anyone anyone yeah. who heard of the original music knows that it's pretty shoddy. But well, it's not imagine, that bad. no, I mean, it's not that bad, but it's not like it's not like Beethoven. It's not like you know, it's like, not glorious. They, they clearly had an, an um, in their minds how they wanted it to actually sound. They just mm. couldn't do it technologically at exactly. the time. Exactly. But imagine now all this time later how it must feel for him to be in the concert listening to how the tracks have been um, put together it just yeah. it must be the most amazing feeling that and like just how many people are just so in love with his work like there's really no other composer in the video games industry who has that sort of you know maybe uh jesper or is that Jesper Kid? Jesper Kid. Maybe I he's, say, nah. he's become he's become a bit more well known. I would say, but actually, he would never be. Maoka is probably like right underneath Uematsu. Mm-hmm. Like he like he is a crazy big fan following, and he kind of does the same thing. Like after he left Konami, like he made his own band, and they go all over the place. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a few different Japanese ones, but I, I don't think any of them have got anywhere near Uematsu's standing. Yeah, Uematsu just is a legend. He's legendary now. You know, so you know, you guys should have been like that one girl, except called out some like crazy other series. Like he did. I don't. I don't know. Like what? You, like what's it? Like Rad Racer. He's been like, oh yeah, do Lost Odyssey's main theme song. Yeah, yeah. That would get frowned upon by Square Enix. Aww. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, we uh, yeah. So we had a really good fun at the time of the concert. If any of you guys were able to go to the concert in London, then please let us know in the comments or on the Facebook page or whatever. It'd be great to hear your stories about it. Yeah. So anyway, we are now going to head into the Final Fantasy news section. And uh, as I mentioned before, there isn't really that much. Um, the first story is actually about Type 0, but it's not really anything that promising, unfortunately. Unlike last and, week. That new yeah. <laughs> that Type yeah. 0 That was so positive last episode. Um, no, the funny thing about this is actually that when we were in the Distant Worlds concert, I got the email about this. And it was about something called Operation Suzaku, which is basically a fan group who are trying to do a movement to get Square Enix to publish Type Zero. I'm guessing that they sent the email around at that time so that it would be kind of be pertinent with the whole 20th anniversary concert going on. Sure. I thought it was really good timing. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a, an online petition that they want you to do, and there's loads of other stuff going on as well. And and the the main um, quote behind it is that they want everyone to stand together and show Square Enix how much the West want Type Zero to happen. Because clearly, Square Enix don't seem that fussed about it still. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you guys want to check it out and, and sign the petition or whatever, that'd be great. I mean, the more people that can get behind this, the more chance we have of seeing it. I mean, you can say, well, you know, if Square Enix haven't done it now, what, what Godzilla's signature is going to do? But just look at Dark Souls and coming on the PC, you know? Namco... They didn't have to take notice, but when they had like fifty to a hundred thousand signatures, they thought, "Well, why not?" Yeah. Um, the so other anything in- can happen. Yeah, I mean, the other interesting thing about this is that a source close to one of the people involved in the project, and I, you know, you can kind of say whatever you want about that, but they've claimed that um, they know a voice actor who worked on the the English dub of Type Zero, and he said that the dub is 
100% complete. Like, it was all done in Q4 2011, and the localization of the game, all the text and everything, is 90% complete. And the only reason that Square Enix haven't released it is just because of the marketing. They don't believe it will sell. Mm. You see, that's like the that's the weird thing. Also, like with voice actors, I mean, it makes sense that well, one they'd be this quiet until now. But I mean, having talked to like quite a few voice actors before, this kind of happens a lot. And like, just either whether it be like the company doesn't have the money or doesn't want to waste the money. Not saying that Type Zero would be a waste of money, but it's like, I don't know. What do you t- like? How do you two want to see it published? Because I I feel like my, I want to see it published like completely different than most people. I don't know. I I mean. I think the main thing for me is that they just released the game. The fact... I mean, I, I may be out of line here by saying this, but to me, the fact that they don't want to publish it... I mean, fair enough, if they don't want to publish on the PSP as a UMD game, because they're, they're worried about piracy and the fact that it doesn't, the PSP doesn't have any traction over it, well, it definitely doesn't anymore. But the fact that they just don't want to publish it in any shape or form just shows how out of touch they are with their audience, because mm-hmm. Type Zero, out of everything they've released in the last 10 years, probably is the game that fans who actually like the series want to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's like... I mean, if we're getting Final Fantasy 3, when I'm pretty sure nobody asked for that to come out in America, yeah, you can't exactly. br- you can't bring that over to the PlayStation Store. But it's like, I have no doubt in my mind that the localization for this is well over 90% done. That it's just like, you just need to... Push it out. Like, the most expensive thing you guys need to do now is just get it certified. I mean, ha- like, weren't there rumors, like, back in 2012, like, early on, that it had already been certified for the ESRB? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's like, just get it, it certified at all. and just put it out. Like, you're not going to... You don't have to manufacture anything. Yes, people are yeah, going to complain mean, because... To people are going to complain you won't have a physical box version of it, but it's like, if you're not willing to commit, at least make try and make some sort of revenue with the wasted money you've put... I think, yeah. I mean, even ignoring the revenue fact, it, it's just a PR exercise. Like, it, it's the game that all of the core fans want to play. Why not just do it to keep them happy? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I get, like, this whole thing, like, online petition. Like, the sad fact is, like, online petitions, seriously, they, they don't work anymore. It's like Operation Rainfall. Aside from Dark Souls. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark, Dark Souls was a good point, but it's like, I feel like they kind of need more be a little bit more drastic. Sort of like to the point how... Like, find a good medium between what Operation Rainfall did, although we then later found out that Nintendo was planning on bringing that out anyways, but it just helped. It was just all right timing, right place. And a mixture of, like, what it took to get Jericho on TV again for another season. Just in between. If people are wondering, uh, Jericho was a TV show, they sent in a bunch of nuts to ABC, and they got another season of TV show. It's like, we need to find something to, like, show to Square. Not, like, a webpage where they can just ignore it and click away. It's like, people need, like... I, I don't know, like, obviously nothing as crazy as, like, mailing them $40 to their main offices with the word Final Fantasy Type Zero written on every bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chuck Chuck was the same way. Uh, the show Chuck wasn't get, yeah, supposed exa- to like, have what, didn't any get, more like, seasons. Didn't it get, like, sponsored by, like, Subway or Quizno? Yeah, something like that. Like, just a lot of people really wanted it still, and they were really upset. I mean, it doesn't happen with every show. I mean... Pushing Daisy was was a show where like a lot of people wanted it to be continued, but they canceled it anyway. Like it doesn't always work, but sometimes it does. Actually, and those uh, are the times that count. I just thought of actually a sort of like fun way like that people could do it. I don't know, like with the PSB being super cheap now and like kind of being dead, like most people don't really use it too much. Is like if people just got a PSP, like what if like even like a hundred people like just mailed Square Enix a PSP. Like, you think yeah. that would kind of give them the message? Yeah. We're, we're willing to buy another PSP. Exactly. It's like, it's like, listen, here it is. All, honestly, all Square Enix would have to do is just do a limited edition PSP. That would sell, like, a thousand to two thousand copies don't, anyway. Don't, don't say that. I don't need to buy another v, I don't need to buy another PSP, and that will make me buy another PSP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, anyway, so outside of Type Zero stuff, because, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting a bit... Not that I was very optimistic anyway, but it's becoming very demoralizing. I mean, the fact that everyone's talking about it again now and like that there seems to be a bit of a train building is good, mm-hmm. but whether anything's going to happen about it, I'm not sure. Yeah. Get, check out Operation Suzaku if you can, and uh, if, you, if you can throw your support behind those guys, then that would be great. So the other main story, really, uh, that we have after this episode, apart from Final Fantasy XIV, which Spencer's going to talk about in a minute, is, uh, is Lightning Return to Final Fantasy XIII. And there isn't really... A great deal to talk about with that either. 
Yeah. I don't know if you want to go through that, Spencer. Yeah, I mean, they've been pretty quiet about it, but now they're starting to actually get the ball rolling on promoting a game well, as best as Square Enix does in, nowadays. Uh, they finally started up the official Facebook page for Lightning Returns Final Fantasy, and much like a lot of you said in the comments for last episode, they actually did show off the concept art for like that big mural, as well, I don't remember what it was called, as well as like the city, the city of Luxurion and the City of Light, I guess that's what it's called. It's like, you think you could just call it, like, Luxurion or the City of Light? Needs, like, a long title like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they know... Well, I'm guessing there's going to be a City of Darkness oh, as well. Yes, it's probably. on the other side. It's going to be, like, Castlevania. You beat the game. Oh, wait. Turned it upside down. City of Darkness. <laughs> and uh, they also noted that uh, the game's Japanese teaser site has strong hints of gameplay features. Uh, you can check out the site. It'll be different at different times of the literal day. Uh, it'll be uh, core components of this story and whatnot. But I mean, I don't know. It's just sort of interesting. Like I don't know. I still feel like they announced this game way too soon. I don't know about you guys. It's like when they they announced yeah. it saying it's an alpha. It's like show me beta. No, it wasn't even that. It was we're not right. This could be in the game. We haven't decided yet. Right. Also, all this customization of the character. Here's some ideas we've got. I'm not sure how it's going to go yet though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just warning you. This is not the finish. This is not the finished concept. Not remotely finished. No. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon. I mean, I still I talk about the, when I saw Nier all the time, but um, and it was the same with Uncharted as well. Like the original Uncharted, they started showing off the press was vastly different. Oh but yeah, that's the press. It's like, what that's was not it? the like public. Brown haired girl instead of Elena. Yeah, and like the way the gameplay yeah. worked and all this stuff was really different. But yeah. again, that's the press. Yeah, it's like people in the industry. They're not showing off to the uh, to to um, the public and saying, like, and also, "Oh yeah, this is all going to change." By the way, and that was like a completely new IP as well. Like that wasn't anything that well, anybody so this, really knew about. Well, kind of. We know lightning, but um, do I don't we? know why. Do we? Yeah, Lauren? I think we do. At least I hope we do. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think I've been watching too much Tabascus, but. Seeing the city of light, I just think intro of darkness, then redness, then lightness. They should have a redness area, I think. I think they should just have an area that's all red. Maybe since they're doing this whole literal day thing, mm-hmm. maybe they can do it so like if you turn the console upside down and all this, <laughs> just like we'll do all this wacky stuff. Like if you break your console, you will not be able to play this game anymore. You, have you, know, you know what? It. You know what? Uh, that sounds uh, like it could only be done on the Nintendo Wii U. It'll be a great Wii U yeah. game right there. Lightning returns. Punch the tablet and see what happens. That's how you fight now. <sighs> Throw the tablet at the wall. <laughs> I gotta say though, this is probably just the cynical side of me. I feel like how you were saying this is kind of like a new IP. This seems like it's gonna be a, as successful as a new IP as the X Men Origin series. We're gonna get one bad. Yeah. We're gonna get one bad game, and then it's gonna yeah make a reboot. Dirge of Cerberus. Although I, <laughs> although I have to say, I have to say, if they rebooted Final Fantasy, I would, I really would love them to just make it called the Final Fantasy. So guys, yeah. this is the Final. Like all those other fantasies, no, those are dreams. This is. This I is am the real wondering. One. I am like wondering, you know, when they would, um, when they're going to sort of have their final one. Uh, versus thirteen. Never. <laughs> when that comes out, then we'll get their final one. Because, yeah, because they will officially just, have run out of money. And I <laughs> yeah. wonder I wonder what they're going to do for that one. Like, it, it would have to be, like, epic. Like, extreme epicosity. Well, I'm guessing they're not going to plan it as their last one. It's just going to be the no. fact they won't be able to afford to make any more. That's true. <laughs> it'll be, Unless, it'll well, be great if a spinoff game actually made a company go bankrupt. That'll, that'll just, you know, like, that you know deserves a documentary. <laughs> that, <that would> just, <laughs> I think they should have kept... Dis- I think they should have had Dissidia. Like, they should have... They, not that they should have made a Dissidia game as the last one, but I feel like they probably should have saved it until closer to the end. You know? Yeah, and then, no. they, and then they released Never. another one, like a year later. And then they released another one, yeah. Duodisum. Although, although, honestly, like, du- like Duodisum is probably the most fun I've had with the Final Fantasy game in the past five years. Yeah, yeah. True that. Uh, yeah. So, basically, what we're, we're predicting is, after Versus thirteen. Square Enix Japan's going to fold. Idos is then going to take over production of Final Fantasy games, and it's just going to become like Elder Scrolls. Yep. Oh man, I just realized how bad how bad that is. Then we're gonna, we're, yeah. we're going to have nothing to talk about then. Hey guys, so um, there's some new character designs of some Final Fantasy characters. Uh, they all look like Lara Croft. Um, they all carry machine guns, and uh, yeah. Some of them have got prosthetic arms. You know. Yeah. 
there's you, gonna you be the there's gonna be to bald to assassins uh, as well. <laughs> You're gonna have sections where you have to hide in things, I'm including people. I'm just waiting for Square Enix All Stars, which has you Agent Forty Seven versus Sephiroth. Oh, yeah. don't get me started. I'm so angry. Like they teased Final Fantasy characters so bad for PlayStation All Stars. You, are they is it, what, what they can still add it as DLC. Yes, though, right? they can, but it's like no, like. Everyone was like, they were, they used Final Fantasy as an example many times. They noted Metal Gear Solid, Devil May Cry, and then and then Final Fantasy. They named like those three all the time. We got two out of the three, and no offense, as much as I love Dante, I would have much rather had a Final Fantasy character. Yeah, I just want, I just want if if this is going to happen, I want them to have a scene of Sephiroth and the naughty nuns from Hitman Absolution. Doing Gangnam Style. Oh man, Gangnam Style is so overdone now. Like I love the song, but it's like it. <sighs> Lauren, yeah, come on, you're not cool anymore. Yeah, gee, get out of here, <laughs> Grandma. We're doing our podcast. Right. So I uh, still like it. Burning question segment. Yeah, about that. Right. So uh, last episode, we asked you guys, are you? We just been we just been putting on it a bit. But <laughs> are you convinced by Lightning Returns Final Fantasy Thirteen? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, we just doused all your hopes and dreams. I, I think the the sentiment was kind of neutral to negative overall. Like there was some positivity, um, but it it was mostly relating to Final Fantasy Thirteen, whereas the the negativity was kind of like, what have you done, Square? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Spencer, if you want to take the first one, that'd be great. All right. Um... Kayanako, sorry about that, from the forum said... It's probably Kyonko. It's what? Kyonko. Man, I heard, for a second I heard to say Kijanko. I was like, oh, we got, we got <laughs> some uh, Native American-ass names on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extremely interested in this game. I have enjoyed uh, every main series Final Fantasy game, including 13 and 13-2. So I'm looking forward to this game as well. Nope. May God have mercy on your soul. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Get kidding, out of here, Gangnam Style but, fan. I mean, it's good. It's good that you have like some um, some. I mean, I will admit, I am a bit interested in this game. Um, I'm interested where they're going to take it, but um, the amount of hope I have is a bit. Um, well, it's 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 swaying back and forth. I think it's get to. The, I think it's got to the point now where it's kind of like. When Final Fantasy games used to come out, it was, you knew it was going to be good. Yeah. Now it's that Square Enix has to prove to you that it's going to be good. And you're just kind well, of like, it, I mean, come on, like, I still feel like they're like every Final Fantasy game, well, main series that comes out, I never like feel like they're not going to be good. It's like that really, really, really good guy who you're just like, oh my god, I like totally love you, but then he just asks like an a hole in front of his buddies just to try to impress you, and you're just like, just stop. You look like an idiot. So we're basically That's saying Final Fantasy is now turned into that guy. Yeah, that, that guy. No, I, I meant more in terms of the spin-offs because, like, up until the Final Fantasy VII compilation, there hadn't been a bad Final Fantasy game. No. Uh, and then Dirge of Cerberus happened. <laughs> and it, but it had a decent story. Just it, had, it, had, it, it would have been a great director's cut. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the next comment was from Pimp Code, and they said... I'm going to keep an open mind about Lightning Returns. The game is different enough to keep me interested, but only time will tell if that turns out to be worth a. Th- a but only time will tell if it turns out to be worth another sequel. You know what? I totally agree with you, Pimp Code. Awesome name, by the way. Although, I, I mean, I gotta say, ever since they described the the whole like dynamic of time in the game, I really just want it to be like Majora's Mask, Final Fantasy, because that would probably be the best game ever. No one can deny that, except uh, everyone who hates Majora's Mask, and there's kind of a lot of those people. So, yeah, no one can deny that. <laughs> uh, this next one is from. If you pronounce your name Boot, I don't care. I'm gonna announce. I'm going to pronounce it Boote yes. because I like that it's Boote. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I hope you pronounce it that way. <laughs> but anyways, all right. So they said um, another 13 game. Guess Square doesn't really want my money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that kind of epitomizes, I think, the the sentiments of many people. Uh, if you look at the drop off rate from thirteen to thirteen two, I think the drop off rate from Lightning Return to well thirteen two to Lightning Friends is going to be um, yeah <laughs> worse. Spencer, next one. Heal Power says. Lightning Returns seems interesting, but it's not a major game. It has the shortest production time in sub-series and hopefully will be a sweet ending to the series. I gotta say real quick, though, 
Uh, seems like production kind of just started this year, so it, yeah. it could still be the longest production game we, we've ever seen. Yes. Don't, yes, don't jinx it. It could be versus 13. I'm just going to say, if this turns into the next Last Guardian, I, I might I might cry. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, whether or not it will be a sweet ending, not entirely sure, but um, hopefully it will be an ending. If Square Enix do another faux ending and then have the real ending as DLC again, someone will die. Here's the thing, Square Enix. Don't troll us too much. You will gain enemies. I think they've already gained quite a few from the last You will end. gain more and, and the enemies. In the great words of... And I just try to uh, say enemies. In the great words of JonTron uh, as regarding to screwing over your customers too many times, I have no best shit. and on that note the next comment is from Optifix who uh, says are you convinced Bollerly returns? no nope that was it nope nope nope. nope. well sir since you've decided to put so much detail into your answer I'm going to have to sustain and say yes (laughs) oh alright this one is from Crystalus Ultima who says I'm convinced that this will help wrap things up with the 13 story I just feel that this is needed to be able to have a final thought on the series and really be able to have a concrete opinion instead of just giving up on it. A final thought. Final it's thought. It's like it's going to be a final, final, a final game in this Final Fantasy series. The Final, final. Fantasy. The, the Final Fantasy. Bold, bold words. It, it would be great if they did that as a, t- a tagline. Final Fantasy, uh, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13. The oh. Final Fantasy. Alright guys, uh, I just gotta let you know, this will be my last show, by the way, because um, I'm now a, a official PR manager for Lightning Returns, so I'm not going to be able to say anything, except that I came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to listen to this, and just going to hire you straight on the oh, spot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All those British guys who work at Square Enix New York, they're, uh, they're all hiring me for no reason. <laughs> we already know they're not come on we already know they're comf- they're not really sure how to run a real company I mean it's kind of believable they might hire me but you can always try I do every week alright so um, Square Enix actually put out a poll recently to North Americans I'm not sure if it went out to Europeans as well but they wanted to know what do you like most about Lightning obviously that is a slightly positively weighted feedback her ass <laughs> oh thank you I was, I was just waiting for like you know you know somebody's gonna be hey I like that ass you know it <laughs> I like her butt so um next episode we wanna know what do you guys most like about lightning oh see I was hoping the question would be what do you like most about lightning's butt <laughs> yeah I like it when she doesn't talk yeah we've actually not necessarily saying about not necessarily saying anything bad about the voice actor just whenever she speaks she seems to say something that's hurtful and would make kittens cry it's true Ali Hillis is a lovely lady yeah Ali Hillis is amazing her butt is also rocking <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. We we apologize. Ali. Yes, at risk of receiving sexual harassment threats. Um, yeah. Spencer, guys, guys, Spencer. don't worry, dude. It's cool. I don't worry. Like I, I got it from an official source, like first-hand experience from IMDb. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So uh, we decided to uh, put it in a ask the question in a positive way as well. But if you want to add like in a negative way, you feel free to do that, please. Yeah. We want to know what you truly think. But in a positive, stroke negative way. Like somebody's just gonna be like, "I like how much she makes me hate one of my favorite series of all times that's now been burned into the ground." I love, I love that she does that. <laughs> or it could be like an eye message. I really like um, her hair, but the rest of her socks. We can just make this yeah. like Mean Girls. We can be like, "Oh, I, I love how she takes nine minutes to get herself ready in the bathroom." That skank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I totally love your skirt. <laughs> That's right, the my most feather skirt, skirt I've you. ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> right, anyway. Um, now that we've put lots of positive thoughts about lightning into your minds, uh, we're going to move on to the question segment. So, if Spencer, would you mind talking about this first question, or, or introducing it, because it's quite a long uh, one. I would love to introduce this non-butt-related uh, question from the Ninja Max. Uh, as you may have heard, the for- a former president of Square Enix was was blunt in a tweet that pretty much disregarded the Enix merger that happened a while ago, and allowed Wada as the head of the operations the biggest mistake that the company has made. Do you believe Do you believe he is in the right with the uh, with this vantage, or do you feel that this is better th- 
That, man, this was a long one. Do you feel that this is rather the lashings of a disgruntled ex-employee? I think it's... I, actually, honestly, I don't think it's the lashings of a disgruntled ex-employee. I think he genuinely is just saying what everyone thinks, but he's in a position to make people care. Um, so just to give you guys a bit of background information, um, the former president was uh, Hisashi Suzaku, who is now the director at Sega. So that kind of credibility... Yeah. Um, but... He was the uh, president after uh, Takechi's infamous role. Uh, so Takechi resigned in 2001. I believe then Suzaki took over until December 2001 uh, when he was forced to resign because even though it was pretty much Takechi's fault, he took the blame for the spirits within. <laughs> 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 and then Yuichi Wada came on board and, um, yeah, as, as they get, I guess they say, the rest is history. So... His point was basically that since the merger, Square Enix has gone down the pan. Mm. And um, I think in many ways, he's right. I mean, if you look at it statistically, um, Square Enix really doesn't do that. As a Japanese entity, Square Enix doesn't really do that much anymore. Like, it still releases Final Fantasies, but they don't do anywhere near as well as they used to. Mm, Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest is their big one. There's no denying it. Yeah, I mean, that still does okay. It actually does better than it used to, because they've now managed to expand it into the West, thanks to Nintendo. Um, but outside of those two franchises, they don't really do anything. I mean, Kingdom yeah. Hearts is, is basically their third biggest thing. It And, I mean, we're ignoring IDOS for this, because IDOS basically make them all their money now. Yeah. Um, Square Enix, since Yoichi Wada took over, haven't released a new IP that's been successful. I'm, I'm still, I'm still holding against tell. Sleeping Dogs. Although it wasn't successful, I still But that wasn't... I'm, I'm saying it's a Japanese company. That wasn't that was a Western yeah, but it, it's not like they were. IDOS wasn't the one who bought it. It was Square Enix who bought them, and I mean honestly, yeah, like, but it was Square you, Enix like, West. The, as well as it like it was well received. It didn't make a bunch of money. Square Enix it was basically one of their smartest decisions they made all of, in 2012. I would say because the game was done. All they had to do was publish mm-hmm. it. They didn't have to do any of the production. They just had to put the game out and hope that hope it sold well with marketing. But it wasn't a Japanese game. It was developed yeah. by a Western company. It takes, it takes place in China. That. It just had Japanese characters. <laughs> it takes place cl- close <laughs> to Japan. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think their biggest new IP in recent years has probably been near. I mean, I guess The World Ends With You did well as well, but not fantastically. And, and they've had other new games uh, on the DS uh, as well. Um, but nothing really has stood out. And you, you've got other companies like Mistwalker who are doing... Uh, decent RPGs like the last story was pretty much heralded for being pretty pretty damn good um oh wait actually hold on kind of didn't they make didn't they make qua- like not make uh, publish Quantic Conundrum again a western game <laughs> so, well, it has really, to, it so it has to be, so it has to be made in Japan that, that well that's what I'm mean. saying Square Enix Japan like, irrespective of the fact that they've they've bought outside of the comp they've bought outside Square Enix Japan has basically diminished. Well, they're basically uh, they're Square basically Enix... a house the house that puts out a game every septuple years and then they produce trailers every six months. I guess technically you could say that Ki- Kingdom Hearts is a Square Enix entity, isn't it? Yeah. No, it was it, it was developed by SquareSoft. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, it was it was the last new IP. But I think I think um, with. Uh, regards to Square Enix, I felt like back in back when it was SquareSoft, they didn't just kind of um, fluff about as they do now. Like so many different like spinoffs and so many different things that are just people don't necessarily care about, and then well, like all that sort of stuff. That well, didn't come until then. I don't know. I mean, Square- Crystal Chronicles was one that was you know a cult classic really, i mean but the the olden square they they did a lot of crappy stuff as well i mean like ergies really was not that great no it wasn't and, like, they but did, i still ate it up and they did things like bushido blade they, like they weren't afraid to experiment mm-hmm. but they also did they knew that rpgs were their thing like chrono yeah. trigger was a massive game chrono cross was big as well and and they were they had other ones as well like bahamut lagoon mm-hmm. um xenogear no xenogears wasn't there parasite sorry. eve was that um thing? That part, that was them. That was uh, more of a like a, that was them expanding again. Like it didn't yeah. do fantastic. I mean, it's well, basically it, it all it's just it basically all just goes to yeah. once Kingdom Hearts was made, the merger happened, and they stopped taking risks. They basically yeah, they basically that was it. I mean, I, I still remember a, a, a quote from Yuichi Wada after the World Ends with You came out, and it didn't sell very well, but it was critically acclaimed. And he basically said, "This proves to me that we can't do that. We can't make new IPs anymore because they just won't sell." 
And yeah. he basically said from then on they were going to just focus on making Final Fantasy games, Kingdom Hearts games, and Dragon Quest because they didn't want to make anything that they knew wasn't going to sell. Oh no! Yeah, wait, and that no, was their—that's yep, their problem. I got a game now. World ends with you. What? What do you that's mean? It's been successful. It didn't sell very no, well. No, it has now though. Can- yeah, but that's it. <laughs> but the thing is, is that since then they've kind of changed their business model because of it. Like it's just this. It's just their mentality now compared to their mentality probably when they were they, SquareSoft. They haven't announced a sequel for you, have they? Uh, no, no. They've just they've just heavily, heavily they? teased they've it. No, yeah, they haven't done anything official. It's just at the end of the remix, okay. they show a picture of like a new girl. Sorry, that was my mistake. Lauren, you got I any insider totally info there? Did. You want to share with us? Yeah. No, 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 no. I swore I saw that they no, were making a sequel. Kingdom Hearts. No, although that's no, the, I swore I saw that's that the sad, that's sequel. the saddest part about Warren's in, World Ends With You fans. Like, people who are coming to sell as fans now, it's basically Kingdom Hearts fans who are like, well, we don't have anything new to play. These characters seemed interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Square Enix is still doing okay purely because of IDOS. And I, I don't think that's really a positive thing because IDOS were going down the pan. That's why Square yeah. Enix bought them. Which was probably the smartest decision they made. In the- yeah, it was, a, it was a, like, an amazing decision on their yeah. part. I mean, because since then, IDOS have just, like, pulled out gems. Like, there's no business. But, but Square Enix themselves, they're just... They are nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, most Japanese companies are kind of doing the same. Like, Capcom are re- desperately trying to hold on. Uh. Namco Bandai seem to be doing okay. Um, they Namco Bandai, they're kind of they're they're very interesting with what they like. They know they know their markets is is what makes them so successful. A Japanese yeah. company, I think. I think that's the the difference as well because I always look at companies like Nice. Now Nice, they don't they don't try to punch above their weight. Like they no. know exactly what they need to do, and they don't care. Like disco- all the games they make, they make for their fans. Mm-hmm. And they're not trying to please anyone else. They're not. I mean, Square Enix are in a slightly different position because Nice can't make quite as good games, obviously because of the budget restrictions. But like, if some of the Nice games are really, really good, like the, the Sky franchise, it gets really good reviews. Like that—that yeah. that, that is well. their cash cow. That's their final. That's yeah. their final. Well, yeah, Hyperdimension's been getting crazy fan base now. Although I think that's basically just due to the fact that it's a super moe e game and has one of the most hilarious premises for a game ever. Like, do you guys know what those games are <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's but I mean, like, I think that's that's the whole thing. Like, they're never gonna, as far as I'm concerned, they're never probably gonna end up in any real trouble because they they keep their fans happy. Well, they they yeah, they, exactly. they could obviously. It's like there have been companies like that, but it's kind of like Exceed, Nice, and Atlas are like those are the big three like, small as well. publishers that are around. There are some there are some other ones that are like subsidiaries of those companies, or either like tr- new ones trying to start up. But it's like. There's, mm. there's marvelous, uh, mm. and like, uh, yeah, there's like D three as well. But it's like, the, like those three though. Well, D three and Namco. Those three, they focus heavily on like Japanese like games coming over to America. But then, then that's the thing too. And, sure, mean, like, and Sherlock why, Holmes games. Obviously, I forgot about that. Why do Square? <laughs> why do Square Enix? Like, I mean, they have Idos now to worry about the Western stuff. Like, they can, clearly can do Western games with um, Idos. Why? does Square Enix feel the need to appease a Western audience, and why do they feel like they need to try to be Western games yeah, when I they're mean, not? Maybe that's one of the... I, they, they said in the past that like they were going to treat... like E3, they were going to show off Western games. TGS, they were going to show off Japanese games. I don't understand... Like The whole thing about Final Fantasy was that they have desperately tried to penetrate the European market, even though Japan was always like a good portion of their sales. Yeah. And it just hasn't worked for them recently. Like they, they are they're trying too hard. And they're also segregating the two. Like, why the hell are they just focusing on? Okay, at E three, um, we're not going to show any. We're not going to show any of the games that we're going to show at TGS. Like, why do that? Like, why separate the market? Because they don't. Well, a because they probably don't have enough room in their booth. But, well, yeah, but, but still, it's just kind of like you know, we want to see, we got, want to see those games. I got an interesting just like idea for you forgotten. guys. Though. How would you guys feel if Square Enix kind of did what you guys are saying, but like Square Enix basically did this? They made the IDOS games. They kept bringing them out in America like normal. But they just totally cut off, like development-wise. They basically went back to the mentality for Final Fantasy one through six. And yes, they might come out in America, but we're not going to tailor these towards America in any way. I think that would be the best way because if you think about it from from the initial when it came over, Final Fantasy up until twelve 
was completely tailored towards the Japanese market. Like, they mm. did not care about the Western market at all. And, like, Final Fantasy, um, I mean, some of them they did, like, 10, they didn't even bother localizing the theme tune. Like, yeah. it, it, I mean, obviously they did for the ones previous, prior to that, but Although still. I really feel like the the theme in Final Fantasy X, just side note, I feel like it sounds so much better in Japanese, trying to do it. In... Well, maybe that's why they did it. But either yeah. way, it was only with 12 that they, th- I mean... 12, it wasn't so much that they wanted to try and make it Western. It was just that, um, I can't remember the guy's name, the, the director wanted to basically make it Final Fantasy ten, uh, Final Fantasy Eleven offline. But 13, it was just so desperately trying to be a Western game. Yeah. And it's just wrong. They, I mean, there's so much anger in Japan about 13 Part 2 especially. Mm-hmm. They just hate it. Yeah. They don't like what Square Enix is doing with it, and, I, and I'm, to be honest, I'm I'm kind of with them too. It's 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 a Japanese game. It was initially made for Japanese people, and now Square Enix are just like, basically saying, "Oh yeah, we don't really, we don't really care about you guys anymore." Um, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is that obviously they do because they're the ones who are getting Type Zero. Yeah, I, but that's the it whole just, thing because that's the game that the Japanese people want to play, and that's the game that we want to play as fans of Japanese games. Yeah. So really, nobody's happy. We're getting. All we're getting is the crap games. They're getting the crap games plus the good games, and we're just like, um, what the f? I mean, even with even with near um, near Gestalt and near Replicant, like we had no access to near Replicant. We got stuck with the old creepy looking guy, and everybody in Japan got the really attractive younger male lead. Androgynous. Yeah, androgynous. <laughs> Like why? Why were we not allowed to have that choice? Like because, because we don't know what we want. I don't know. Apparently, I mean, it's weird. I mean, it almost seems like it's. It almost seems like it's too late at this point to get the old Final Fantasy fans back. Now, I feel like they kind of just have to like cater to. I mean, not to like segregate like one market, but it's like just cater to the Kingdom Hearts fans. Try and bring them over to Final Fantasy, and just like stop trying to please everybody and just try and please one group. Kingdom Hearts are their own. Well, yeah, I know, but it's like I mean, there are there are are a lot of people out there. It's like who don't like who never played a Final Fantasy before Kingdom Hearts, and who then got started because of yeah. But anyway. We should uh, we should probably all get off our soapboxes now. Yeah, uh, we, probably. We, we've ranted about how Yuichi Wada should run his company before, but until they go bankrupt, we clearly don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, the, ca- the countdown anyway, yeah, clock so, has um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so the next question we had was from Jared, and he asked, "Have you ever brought a figure, OST, or anything based off of a Final Fantasy game? If so, which was your best and worst purchase, and why?" <laughs> Um, yes, I actually haven't, like, I'm, one thing you have to know about me is that I'm very frugal. I'm I'm very, very frugal with money. I will only buy things that I absolutely want, otherwise it's not worth it. Unless it's soda. So really, I, yeah, unless it's soda. Um, so really, I don't really have, like, a bad purchase. Um, the only thing that I will say, uh, I had, my best, pur- my best purchase was a figurine. And it's also kind of my worst experience as well. Um, but anyways, so uh, I bought this really amazing Auron Play Arts doll, like the Play Arts figurine. I fell in love with it. I saw it at uh, Kinokuniya, which is a books, a Japanese bookstore slash like, um, well, figurine oh, wait, wait, wait. shop. Is it one of these like? Is New it one York. of those like original ones like that are like really massive ones? Like the really massive? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was just a play. It was just a play oh, arts. It oh, was okay. just really epic. And like Arin was my favorite character from Final Fantasy. It's not like 10. the massive Gabranth one. Oh, see, yeah, yeah no, that's no, what no, I was thinking. Because no, no. I found Although a group of those epic. recently. That's the masterpiece oh, collection. Those I are believe. so great. But whatever the case, I I got it. I was in, it was a bus trip that I was on um, with my university, and I opened it up, and um, Arin's limbs <laughs> fell off. Um, it started with his arm and then his leg, and I was just like, "What is going on?" Oh, the diabetes what kicked kind of in. Figurine, I know what kind of figurine virus did my arm <laughs> figurine get? Figurine virus. And then, then to make matters even worse, my friend at the time took his sword and, for whatever reason, decided to start whacking me with it. <laughs> and then the sword, the handle of the sword, broke off. And she wondered why I was so pissed off at her afterwards. So, in other words, R.O.P. Oren. 
Yeah, so that was my worst experience too. I still have yet to buy another R in action figure or figurine. I, I would recommend you getting them. those masterpiece ones because why they really why they may not one. be like like the Play Arts Kai ones. The, the whole point of them like they're super awesome and detailed, but much like most movable mm. figures and stuff, that makes them more prone to breaking. <laughs> the masterpiece ones. If they don't. make one. If they make a masterpiece collection version of Orin, that's it. I'm buying I'm it. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty way, sure it's because they have them for like most characters. No, there's no, no, they don't. The masterpiece is only uh, Sephiroth, Cloud, and Gabrant. Oh, see, all right. The then I must be thinking about other ones because I know that I, and, I know there um, are some and Balthier, Balthier and Fran. No, that's not a masterpiece one. Well, yeah, but that's not a figurine. That's a kind of a statue thing. Uh-huh. Well, if Hot Toys, if Hot Toys start getting giving out. Um, or well, not giving out, but start making Final Fantasy characters. Hot Toys is a really look it up, really amazing doll shop online. They have amazing characters. Uh, Ezio, the really awesome Ezio doll, is sold from there. But yeah. So what about you, Spencer? What's been your best and worst oh, purchase? This is a. Uh, I have a myriad of things uh, that I've done buying good and bad. I guess. Should I get the soapbox? Oh, no, up? no. See, <laughs> I've had so many good ones, but I've had a, I've had a few bad, bad experiences. My my number one is probably my most, oh, no. my most cherished that I bought in this year. Is I found is March of this year. I randomly found the Final Fantasy thirteen two lightning figure. Like it had just come out in Japan at that point. I think it was like February or something. But it's like I found it, and there was like only one left, and I basically had to. Like, I wasn't haggling with the price. I would be like, I don't care. 100 bucks, I'll pay whatever for it. It was like 55 bucks, and I basically just cherished it. Well, I still I still basically do with all my other players, Kai's figures. Do you cuddle it? Oh, uh, no. I save that for my <laughs> Catherine pillowcase. I do I do that with that. Oh. <laughs> no, but it's like... I love, though, because the thing I do with all my player Kai figures is I do something most people don't. I mean, one, I take them out of the box and actually, like, mess around with them. And, like, I wouldn't say play with... That's really dirty. Yeah, you play with them in inappropriate way. He touched. I, I, I will say though, there is kind of uh, some some not a, not appropriate things that I do with them. But it's not like me. With, I get all the toys again. They just kind of set them all up in set pieces. Like at the moment, I think right now I have Lightning in some sort of normalish pose. But obviously, her outfits kind of suge- this requires pictures, uh, Spencer. I, all right, all right. Yes, not of the inappropriate oh, no, 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 no. things. Not, this one's a. Uh, this one's just funny. It's got. This one's PG yes, friendly. It's got um, it's got lightning just kind of in a pose, but obviously with that skirt in from behind, it looks kind. Of, it looks kind of like s- sort of slutty, but like. Are you, are you looking at them now, just kind of admiring? No, no, no. I'm I'm, yeah. two flo- I'm two floors away. I have a good mental image in my head right now, though. And so what's going on? What so what's going on there is I then have the Hope uh, player, it's Kai figure, who's got a his boomerang in one hand, and then his hand is like I have the one hand right next to his chin, so it kind of looks like he's got like that smile chin on his like chin rubbing face going on, but he's like but he's like slid <laughs> right underneath lightning as she's just like nonchalantly paying. And then I have Reno randomly from Advent Children like raising his hands like he's like raising his hands for no reason as snow is just leaned up against the wall with his hands and that smirk on his face that kind of like saying come on <laughs> yeah so yeah if you guys want pictures of my uh play arts kai adventures you can do it uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to upload these now this actually sounds kind of funny and and you probably also have to get uh peta woody oh yes instead yes. of a- i'm just I'll, I'll make this i'll make this a weekly feature i'll just like set up little uh stop motion cartoons with my play arts figures and voice over all the characters what does what does, li- <laughs> does Pedo Woody think about lightning? Uh, hmm. And probably my worst uh, experience uh, buying something besides having to retell what I do with that lightning figure, apparently, um, was a soundtrack. I bought, it was probably five years ago now, I wanted, there was this um, place uh, in the West, like people from the West Coast might know, it's a place called Atomic Comics. And um, it was really good for, like, comic books as well as, like, um, anime and manga uh, manga imports for, as well for soundtracks. And this was some big-ass box set, um, and it was going to have music from all the – every soundtrack, basically, and all the variants from 1 through 12 at the point. And, like, it was just in this giant, awesome box set, and it had, like, all the – I expected all the albums. I finally saved up and bought it. And when I bought it, guess what I found out? What? It's like a taste of selection. <sighs> no, it was... Thing. I was expecting... Because the main reason I buy Final Fantasy things is for the art. Because I just love... Like, I, I don't... Mm. Like, I, I can get all the music online. It's not a big deal. But I, I like looking at all the cover arts and whatnot. No, it was all of a... Uh, it was just on one disc. A um, CDR plain disc. No art on it. On a little jewel case in this big old box. Are you kidding with, me? 
all of the music on a zip file. Are you kidding me? So especially yeah, who was like, who was thinking, it was that, and oh, oh, what do you know? No refunds, no refunds for that. Wow. Uh, yeah, and so Atomic Comics is now out of business, and as much as awesome import stuff I got from them, uh, yeah, that was kind of a screw moment. Definite low yeah. point. That that is not on a total cool uh, unrelated all. note. If anyone here is a fan of Final Fantasy music for one hundred and fifty dollars, I can get you guys quite a good deal on the collection. That's so <laughs> crazy. So I actually, uh, I've never bought a figurine. Uh, I've always been tempted, cheapskate. but uh, I've never actually gone through with it. But hey, hey, I'm not a cheapskate because I've actually imported a lot of OSTs from Japan before you could buy them in the West. That is not cheap. <laughs> no, buying $200 um, and, um, for, a, for a single CD is pretty not cheap either. That's just dumb. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so I actually have the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack um, I've got the Final Fantasy 13 Part 2 soundtrack. Um, and they're the only two OSTs I have, but I've got quite a lot of the piano collections and Black Majors. Um, and I don't think I've ever really made a, a bad purchase because I've generally liked the music that I've bought. I think the, probably the best one that I've bought out of the, out of the ones I have is um, is probably the Final Fantasy 13 Part... Sorry, it doesn't exist. The Final Fantasy 10 Part 2 piano collections, which I think mm. is the best piano collections. Does yeah. it have a piano rendition of What Can I Do For You? <laughs> if only. Yeah. Men can dream. The pia- the, I will agree. The piano the piano collection for Final Fantasy Tenu uh, is actually like... Oh, well, the music in general in Final Fantasy Tenu is pretty good. Yeah, I still remember absolutely despising it when I first heard it. Yeah. But a bit of grill me. Actually, just out of curiosity, yeah. have any of you guys bought art, art books from the series? Um, I actually was given one for Christmas. Um, I had asked for Final Fantasy Ten Two from my dad for Christmas one year, and um, he bought me the strategy guide, the game, and the art book came with it, and um, it was fantastic. I I love my. I gotta art book I gotta say the Final um Fantasy X. oh man I'm, I'm gonna feel really bad for getting this, but um who's the uh, guy who did all the art from like um uh, from one through seven. Amano. Yeah, um, I remember I was at a Barnes and Noble once. They had these super expensive, like, but they were a hundred bucks, and it was all of his. It was a. It was um all of his art through the first and third game, and then another book was from four through seven of all of his concept art oh in a God. hard in a hardcover like really nice book. I have no idea like who put who published that. Oh. It wasn't Square Enix. It might have been Dark Horse or somebody. But, like, those are just some of the coolest, like, Square Enix ones I've ever seen, like, art books they put out. Just because his, his art is, like, yeah. museum-worthy. Like, I don't care what you have to say. Oh, his art is beautiful. It's, I would, it's so different. I would buy, I would I, no, buy like, it No joke, I, like, we mentioned a while ago, what is it, like, that 25th anniversary huge box set. Remember that awesome mural that mural that comes with it from all the games? I want yeah. that. Like, I want that, like, on a, like, on a big old varnish painting just in my house. Like, wake up to it every day. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I really want the Renoa, the Renoa one, um, the one where she's sleeping on the moon. Um, I really want, I really would love to have that on a canvas for like Daryl and I's future bedroom. There you go. That's right, um, right now. Right now it's just a bunk. Bed. Right now it's just a bunk bed, but soon yeah. it'll be a bedroom. Yeah. Soon it will be a bedroom. <laughs> so, um, if you guys feel free to uh, talk about your best and worst purchases uh, that you've made from Final Fantasy merchandise, it'd be great to hear what you guys have bought. I mean. I'm sure some of you got some quite big figurine collections. There are quite a few of them out there. Yeah. Actually, on that note, I want to know if anyone has bought the Gabranth helmet. Um, yeah, or the Gabranth master collection, because uh... <laughs> that is awesome and it's currently worth like a ton of money. Yeah, there's places selling the Gabranth helmet now for yeah, over a thousand dollars. Yeah, and the best part is I got it for free. <laughs> you have the Gabranth helmet, yeah, like the master one. Yeah, I got one. it for free. Yeah, what? I got it for free one year because a friend of mine who really liked who really liked um. The character he he expected it to like be part of like a figure and stuff. So I basically I traded him some of my old um, I had some old like uh, Chrono Trigger albums and stuff. So I basically traded some Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross albums for that big old thing, and I pretty much probably screwed oh him over God. by a good couple thousand dollars. You- Significantly. Well, see, I, did, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even know the. Per- like, I was like, uh, I got this all ripped. I mean, there's not a bunch of art in it, so here you go. And he really likes Chrono Trigger, so we're all happy in the end. Probably not well, anymore. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't listen to this, so he looks. He's fine. At night, he looks on eBay and he cries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, onto the music segment. Um, I'm actually quite happy about doing this music segment because um, 
The the guy that we're featuring is some guy who I've I've been following for a little while. He's called DJ Mystic with a Q, and he's got a YouTube channel, which isn't DJ Mystic. But if you type DJ Mystic YouTube into Google, you'll find him. But he does this really awesome thing where he takes different tunes from different games and merges them together in basically a seamless way. And he, in the past, he did one from Nier and Zelda, which was really fantastic. But yeah, it is. He has just done one which merges. Sotake Dene in from Final Fantasy X with Shenhua from Shenmue and Toboro Mono from The Last Story all into one piece and uh, it's fantastic and I hope you thoroughly enjoy listening to that at the end of the show and Daryl meant to say Sotake Dene what did I say? Sotake Dene or something <laughs> come on Daryl our Japanese listeners are just face it's palming because, it, yeah well it's because the entire time I was saying it, I was thinking about you saying in English Spencer and it completely <laughs> threw me off oh, oh look at me Spencer using his English again throwing off the show yeah no one speaks English and now you've made me bastardize Japan thanks thanks sorry for that, three Spencer. listeners yeah. uh, we actually have a lot of Japanese listeners yeah but it's probably the otaku that are going to be more offended than the actual Japanese well, well actually it was originally going to be called it really is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yay comic shop guy anyway so the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled for the 18th of December and it's going to be the last show of the year mm. I don't know if we're going to do anything special for that we may well do we're going to frolic in the flowers Dragon, and then Dragon record Quest, the show after Dragon doing Quest that Dragon Quest so. 10 live stream party no we're not doing that yay, yay. <laughs> wait Dragon Quest 10 yeah, isn't is. out yet in Japan that's not Japan. that's all on the Wii yeah we're going to have it we could import, well, hey you'd be amazed what, how much trouble no, we I can't because it's online <laughs> Unless you can use Japanese internet. Then, yeah, it's, then, it's pretty yeah. hard to actually do that, so uh, take that joke idea, get that out of here. We'll, we'll, we'll all play Final Fantasy XI livestream. Sorry to destroy your joke. <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yep. Um, if you want to subscribe to our show to listen to me pooping more expensive jokes, then please feel free. We are the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast, and you can find us on the iTunes store if you just search for Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. Or if you Google Final Fantasy Podcast, I think we come up as the top search, maybe. Uh, I may be incorrect there, so if you're not, then don't click Last on Last time we checked, us. we're number one, and we're not going to check anymore. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to check ever again. It's up to you guys to keep us there. Uh, no. um, you can also catch every episode of Final Fantasy Union on FinalFantasyUnion.com with all of the latest news coverage if Square Enix decides to do something. Um... Although I will apologise because recently our news coverage has been a bit slack. Um, we've actually had quite a lot of stuff going on and the development of the new website is still taking place. We are doing a bit of testing for feedback at the moment, so hopefully if all goes to plan we'll be able to show something in the in the coming weeks. Hopefully before the next episode, but it might be around there a little bit afterwards. But We'll show one pixel. Yeah, one, we'll, one we'll pixel. We'll get a, we'll get a page of uh, zeros and ones and uh, we'll get your feedback from it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's all. It's it's still underway. Never fret. We uh we we're, we're doing stuff and and um I think that the the, the layout we're doing is going to be pretty awesome. It's it's uh, it's very different. Uh, I know you've seen it, Spencer. And, um, um, as the as the kids the these sentiment. days would say, it's it's damn right tubular. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they all say that. Yeah. Almost 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 bodacious. Um, bo- <laughs> well, tell it, man. Uh, so if you guys could say your farewells that would be amazing until the next episode bye bye goodbye and have you seen any news about the men who killed my father that was a a Shinmu joke Shinmu fans (laughs) (laughs) do you know Landy (laughs) Shinmu is awesome you should all play it Uh, and I'm Daryl saying goodbye this has been a tweaksmusic.com and farnfantasyunion.com production